Welcome to another edition of House of Nako. I am your hostess with the mostest here with you again, Nako, for a historical and momentous episode because we're going to share our live and direct fresh feelings from attending Bernie Sanders' 2020 campaign return, Bernie's return rally in Queens, New York. It was, like I said, historical. I've never seen that many people gathered in one space with one goal and agenda. Well, with several goals, but all there on in the premise of people and not profit and returning and celebrating Bernie Sanders' return. So we're going to get to that and just share our... Uh, emotions and reactions while it's still fresh in the mind so stay tuned you do not want to miss it so today was bernie sanders return to the campaign trail he actually announced during the last uh democratic presidential debate that in response to a question he was asked about his recent health issues, the heart attack, can you do with blah, blah, blah. And his response was quite clear and direct and said, yes, I can, boo. I can do it. And guess what? Join me in New York City. We're going to have a special guest. It's going to be the bomb. And Bernie Sanders delivered, okay? So I have had the pleasure of following Bernie since I would say even when he was a senator in Vermont, because as a former Vermonter, I just, oh, and someone who's just interested in the political uh, atmosphere, I had just always heard about this independent senator from Vermont with this wild, well, is his hair wild? But I mean, it's like, it was out there and curly and with his glasses and his strong accent. And he was just always fighting for the people. Like I thought of him more than a Ted Kennedy, like someone who's highly revered or who was given this high esteem in Congress, but it was the folks like Bernie Sanders who caught my eye who were doing filibusters on the Senate floor, speaking for hours, and usually in the defense of people. Like, I always knew he was not a corporate guy, that he was doing things or wanting to implement change and to use government to help people be the best that they can be and so when he started running I just thought that it was like I'm like wow okay this independent senator from a very small state look at him go and the more that I started paying attention to what he said and not just what he says what his voting record is and what exactly his laws or things that he has fought for congressionally, how that has impacted people or has that impacted big business? And the answer to those questions is that he's been consistent in his focus on people versus profit. And he was doing it before there was 
a political platform. He was doing it before he announced he was going to run for president. He was doing it before he was a senator and a mayor of Burlington, Vermont. Like, this is something that he just, I believe, probably was born with, but developed when he was young and he's kept it consistent. He has the receipts, as y'all want to (laughs) say. And so having the opportunity to see him in 2016, he had a rally in the Bronx. I was just listening to some live and direct coverage from that experience. And to me, that was like life changing. It was this huge park in the Bronx, like huge, huge and completely filled with people. Like I had never seen anything before today that was that many people like I said focused and concentrated on seeing change and electing this man president so that this change can start to be implemented and this country can shift from this like divisiveness and this you know hatred and not focusing on that and not moving forward and getting things done so that we can prosper as as a whole and that everyone can enjoy the prosperity not just a very few families that sit on the top and that's just fair and it's right and that's what Bernie Sanders has been saying for a very very long time if I had to say it's almost what 50 years probably 50 plus years if you really go and look back because he's been an activist and advocating for people since he was in college. I I had the opportunity at today's rally to speak to people from Sweden who were who are visiting and just wanting to take this all in because it's so different from their political process. And I was just filling them in a little bit on Bernie Sanders and just how this started with him as a college student. And if the man's in his mid seventies pushing, you know, 80, then that's a really long time ago. So the consistency is there. And that's very rare, like people flip flop all the time and they're going for interests that money are is the center and the focus. And that's not Bernie's focus. And that is such a rare thing in politics. You don't get that homegrown, like very dedicated to the people type of politician. I don't even like to use that word with him. like. And to for him, so the Bronx was amazing and it was so, so many people, lines and lines, and it was different types of people. This is what I'm talking about in 2016. So fast forward to today's event, that blew the Bronx out of the water. I haven't looked up the statistics on the numbers for these events. And unfortunately, I, I need to look at what the Bernie Sanders team says as the numbers because I'm not going to believe what any mainstream outlet says about people coming to support Bernie Sanders in this large capacity because it doesn't serve to their agenda, so they will downplay it. 
I saw on one verified account on Instagram as saying it was a little over 25,000. I actually have a very fresh uh, House of Narco estimation, and that estimation is between, between 40 and 50,000 people attending. This is just a fresh House of Narco estimation. Yes, thank you for that information, Clark Mountain, who we will most definitely be hearing from as the episode proceeds just to get a second pair of introspect for what went down today. So we look forward to that, Clark. But getting back to the... I have now switched from like how amazing 2016 was. Now fast forward to today and Bernie was stronger. To me, there were more people. 25,000 seems light i agree with clark mountain's estimation it felt like double that it was like apparent to us that there was no physical way to get inside where bernie was actually speaking because the lines were just i mean so long i was telling or speaking to someone i can't remember because especially at these things you meet people and you connect with people you're already connected because you're believing in what the message of this campaign but then you're in the same positive vibe and spirit so you talk to so many people but it was just such a day of hope and positivity it was awesome to see that many people, just lines and lines and lines of people with their Bernie signs and their Bernie pins. And people got creative, too. There is someone in a Bernie mask going around, taking pictures with people, probably giving out his Instagram stuff. I mean, of course, there were vendors and stuff. But it was just so... There's something also very powerful about seeing all these different types of people it was multi-generational it was multi-ethnic it was multi-racial it was multi-generational I saw a woman who appeared to be I mean a senior citizen she looked like she was retired and she had made a connection with some Bernie people who looked to be half her age like you know millennial type people and I heard her you know saying it was great to meet you and I saw that they were together for a while because we walked around and we were just taking it all in taking pictures taking video I wanted to show the lines as much as I could and show and document because I knew that mainstream media was who was there and present that they were going to try to downplay it even though photos don't lie but They always try to do whatever they can to minimize the strength and growth of this campaign and this movement. And this, and this was an important event for Bernie to have because he needed to show that he's strong, he's back on track, that this, that he's a human being 
And what happened to him was, yes, no one's trying to downplay it. It's like, oh, it's just, it's just a heart thing. Like, no, it is something serious. But as he points out, he has excellent health care and excellent uh, physicians. And he was able to get the help that he needed. And he's good to go now, which is what he wants for everyone. So he even used his own issue to turn it into an opportunity to talk about Medicare for all. And so that's why it's important. This uh, event was important to show people that he is strong and capable and going forward. And that's what we want in our commander-in-chief because honestly I feel like you can't really equate I think Tulsi said it at the last debate that it was unfair for the people on the stage who were 65 and older Elizabeth Warren Joe Biden and uh, and Bernie of course they were asked questions about you know them struggling with with being older and like the question for age with Tulsi was about, oh, well, you're young and vibrant. And how's that being the youngest person? And she's like, why is that even a question? Because you can't just say that, oh, because somebody is X amount of years old or they're past 65, that they're in the same, I mean, obviously, their have their bodies have aged and everything with that, but someone can be in very good shape versus someone who's thirty who hasn't taken care of themselves or their body. You can't just assume that oh, this person is like the picture of health either. And I feel like the commit we're not picking robots here we're not talking about ai or people who are without i mean that's the human experience that this these things happen and unfortunately some people don't recover from those type of things and mr bernie sanders did and i believe that he wouldn't put himself and his life in jeopardy if he was like that this was the end like oh I can't do it I don't think the people around him his wife would be like go Bernie just do it just run yourself into the ground I mean why he his doctors have given him the clearance and he he can do the job and we and people showed up to support him to say like yes Bernie we're with you and so I know that gave him momentum it definitely like ignited me with you know, just seeing people there and on the same vibe, it just, it, it gives you, it's a powerful thing. People were tweeting and Instagram. Oh yeah, there's soon to be some glitch on Instagram. And I'm using air quotes because I don't think it's a coincidence that if our estimations are more correct, that it was double the amount that if all these people are posting content and having conversations around hashtag Bernie is back. AOC. AOC. I mean, we haven't even, 
Yeah, Matthew. Exactly. Michael Moore. Eliana. Oh, Eliana Omar. I don't think... I don't know if she was there. We... No, but I'm saying... You know, they want to... Don't get any attention to anything. Exactly. I just feel like it's very good timing. Let's just say, oh, what a... A coincidental blessing for the DNC, and especially since I know that this just doesn't make sense, especially because just before this rally, it was trending. Tulsi Gabbard was one of the top trends, and I heard it was trending in Europe also. Oh, Hillary versus yes, exactly. There was that beef, and Let's not be fooled, people. Hillary wasn't on the winning end of that one. It was hashtag I am with Tulsi was a top trend on Twitter. Hillary Clinton must have just gone to all types of bathroom on herself at that point. Like, she must have lost it. She, again, feels like, why I have the control I have the money, like I have these pe- I should have these people by the balls, basically. They should be doing what I want. Why? Why? <laughs> but it's like, no, it's not happening because we are have seen the light. We have seen the sign. And hashtag warmonger was also top trend on Twitter, and they weren't talking about Tulsi. <laughs> they were talking about you, Hillary. So she was like, ah! Again! <laughs> foiled! My plan is foiled again! It's Russia! Anyway, whatever. So, I just think that Instagram having some type of issue is to also derail the Bernie excitement and all the trending content coming in about Bernie to just have a glitch for today. Trust at tomorrow morning it will be fixed. They just want to Try, try to put a, you know, a dimmer on the excitement at the behest of the powers that be. But try as you might, just like Fred Hampton said, you might try to kill the revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. That's right. And as Gil Scott Heron has sung about, that the revolution will not be televised. And if he did that song remastered today, it would say the revolution cannot be Instagrammed or cannot be Facebooked or Insta-storied. It is starts with the people, is the people for the people, and will be led by the people. And that's why Bernie says, it's not about me, it's us. Like, this is a political revolution there is no other candidate or other person really on this earth entertainer i don't even think oprah as popular as she is because she pull all these people like there it would have to have been planned for months and like i said they're giving people cars and you get a car and you get a car and everybody gets money to come show up for her the way people came and showed hard for Bernie Sanders today and not for him well partly for him because this is like his return to the campaign trail after some health issue but the the history in that the history in 
the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that were gathered today, the fact that it was held in a park, not in Central Park or not a park that's in some super gentrified area. He held it in Queens Bridge Park, right across from Queens Bridge Housing Products. Shout out to Nas. Nasty Nas in your area. This is Nas, we're in Queens Bridge Projects. And Mob Deep and all those other, you know, historic hip-hop legends that came out of those, and still legends too, coming out of those housing projects. But housing, especially in New York City, is a huge problem, something that the mayor, who had the audacity to try to run for president, and then had to, <laughs> then had to get real and get with it that um, maybe if I can't even do anything in New York, I can't do anything for the country. <laughs> yeah. So. Capone ha- and Noriega. Oh, Capone and Noriega also from Queensbridge. What's up? What's good? Marley what? Marl. Legendary. Oh, the. Le- Shand, oh, oh, okay. Thank you for that. Additional. Nature from Naughty by Nature. Oh, Naughty by... Oh, okay. Roxanne Chantin. Oh, okay. Legends. As yeah. I stated before, but I didn't know it was like of oh, that level, like Chante- Roxanne Chante and... Zip code is 11101. 11101 representing. So, yeah, you heard it here, all these legends of hip-hop, but... Housing projects in this city are neglected. It's just housing in general, not just public housing by the government. Of course, that's like got so many issues, but we're talking about other forms of low income housing, housing for lower middle class, just how in New York we're seeing skyscrapers and luxury buildings go up in every nook and cranny in every borough. Brooklyn is definitely the borough that is like the sexiest right now and people are even leaving Manhattan to flock to Brooklyn and it's we talked about gentrification today and these are the topics that Bernie is talking about that other candidates aren't talking about. Like Elizabeth Warren isn't out there talking <laughs> about how it's not fair and it's not just and it's not right for people to live in these con- types of conditions. Like we need to do better for our citizens. Not talking about giving people away free housing and free health care and this, free that it's not about (laughs) it's not about like free it's about giving not commodifying certain things that should be considered as rights like when the constitution talks about inalienable rights meaning things that should just come with your birth coming in almost like your birthright you should have the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness, and the right to do that with clean air, clean water, access to like medical attention if you need it, and educating your mind and yourself, <laughs> because that's not only going to make you stronger, your family stronger, that's going to make our country and nation stronger. 
and make America stronger again. <laughs> yes, make it stronger again. Not not just on the backs of you know slave labor, but that we are making it strong, like for real, like where we're investing in our people and in, in nurturing our minds and thinking about culture and trying to think ahead for the future you know and not focusing so much on the profit the profit the profit like yes profit is important and it's important because money is a conduit to get things done I mean Bernie is proposing this Medicare for all it's going to cost money but the is there the money is here like for the do not be mistaken that there is an abundance of it out there they want to scare you make you think oh it's it's all like it's gone it's gone we owe too much like blah 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 like no they will always find a way (laughs) they will there is abundance and if companies and the top 10% start paying their fair share instead of it coming from the middle class and the lower middle class, like taxing the heck out of them and them supporting the economy, it's going to be evened out more. (laughs) If people who were making billions and trillions just paid their weren't all like it reminds me of scrooge mcduck if like you isn't that his name from ducktales the the duck that's mimicking scrooge from uh, a christmas carol anyway you all know what i'm talking about like scrooge whether you're talking about scrooge mcduck or the actual scrooge from (laughs) that tale or Christmas tale. I just you're just so greedy, like hoarding. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give all the money. And this is money that you'll never in your lifetime spend yourself. Your kids, their kids, their kids. Like won't. So why is it so hard for you to actually pay taxes when everybody else does? Like, is that so this man is just saying, why don't you pay up? And if you do, we can use some of that money to do well and not just give it to you to go on vacation. (laughs) Vacation. I want to spend a million dollars on drinks. Like, this is how greedy these people are. Check it out. Sally Mae. I know those of you who have even a dollar of student loans, if you owe any school any money, it is usually through Sally Mae. And it was just reported that the top execs, the CEOs have been spending your hard-earned money when you send. Sometimes they garnish your check and just forcibly take 15% of it. They'll put a lien on your house. They'll come and take your car if you don't pay these student loans. And you're paying and paying and paying, and then you find out that they're using the money to go on these lavish, lavish, lavish vacations where they're literally spending millions of dollars on drinks and on like all this frivolous stuff that doesn't even make any sense. It's like, but why is the economy collapsing over student debt and you all can have this lavish life? Like that means... It has to stop. It does! 
does. And with Bernie, he's not taking money from the people who owe Sally Mae or any of these corporate interests that will be trying to buy his attention when he's in office. He's just focused on the people and the prophets need to chill. (laughs) And I can understand how Jeff Bezos is scared of Bernie. He's scared. He's like, my money, my billions, my coins. He's not trying to give any of it up. No, I'm going to find a cure to grow my hair back. And it's going to look awesome. Okay, let me stop making fun of him. But it's going to look awesome. And uh, we're going to listen to a song from uh, AWBG, right? The latest (laughs) hit song. Yeah, and let me take just a good segue from making up stories about um, Jeff Bezos and his baldness. And we can take definitely a musical break uh, to listen to the sounds. Of we're going to get some more fresh uh, views from today's uh, rally, right? What kind of people you've seen and a lot of interesting stuff coming up. Instagram at House of Nato. Animals with bubble gum. Just get on the dance floor, just one foot, left foot, straight foot, bent foot, any kind of foot, one foot, left foot, straight foot, bent foot, any kind of foot. 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 Any kind
start off is called hashtag feel the burn hashtag Bernie's back we'll focus our attention on the endorsements that came today which also made it historic uh, Michael Moore the documentarian filmmaker who has had a career of focusing on injustice for people in this country I don't think he's really focused on anything globally, but I could be wrong. But he's known for that and known for having a strong opinion. I don't remember last election if he was for Bernie, but I don't remember a direct endorsement like this. And for him to, I actually saw on CNN on some show that he announced his Bernie endorsement on some CNN show. I'm sure they were not expecting that. They were like, what? But he did it anyway. So, and not only did he do it on CNN, he showed up at the rally in Queens today, front and center, talking about how America needs Bernie Sanders as president. And Michael Moore also did mention on... He got out on his CNN, um, on his CNN appearance and endorsement of Bernie. He said that in some Iowa poll, and it seems like, by the way, these polls are so made up and just indiscriminate. So some random Iowa poll, or maybe it's some huge poll that I should know about, but they just mentioned so many random names of polls. You're like, okay, who, who are you polling? But regardless, he mentioned a poll that was taken that showed Elizabeth Warren, Biden, and Sanders basically tied or something. But then when the numbers are compared to who one of those candidates can beat Donald Trump and the numbers were off the rails for Bernard Sanders. And so when the CNN anchor was trying to be like, well, do you think he can do it? He was like, yeah, I think he can do it because look at this latest poll and what. And I would say, take it even further and say, poll schmoll, I saw with my little eye, I spy, I saw mad heads, like thousands upon thousands of people with their Bernie signs and pins ready. And there was enthusiasm for Michael. There was enthusiasm for Nina Turner, who is, I believe her position is like co-chair or something. It's very... Correct. Yes. She's co-chair of the Bernie Sanders campaign. She has been with Bernie since last election cycle. And she went in. She never disappoints. Like Nina Turner... I could see you either lover or like uh, lover or lumper, as the saying goes. Lover or hater. I don't believe in spreading the hate, but you know you don't have to agree with everything that she says. But she brings a fire to every time that she speaks. People have called her preachy, and maybe she does sound like she's a minister from <laughs> the pulpits of Atlanta. It's still, it makes you feel 
energized. And then at the end of the day, whatever she sounds like, what she's talking about makes sense for the most part. I've never heard her say something like, what? What, Nina Turner? What do you mean? And maybe if she has, she's a human being. You know what I'm saying? We're not looking about perfection. But Nina was... Yeah, I feel like she has... um... She gets the crowd almost most excited of all of them in some way. Yeah, she is the best hype man to have. <laughs> and Bernie is smart to have her there and to have her speak to the crowds. And she gets them hyped. She was talking about Mama said knock you out. She's talking about LL. Didn't LL Cool He's from Queens too. I don't know if he, he was on that list you were reading, but I think she just was trying to give some queens references and she talked about being a queen in queens she should have talked about coming to america <laughs> brandon jackson um but yes there's so much rich history in queens and she was just good at getting the people riled up and people loved her the crowds went they had some other local politicians i couldn't tell you who these people were and god bless them for coming up and having a moment to even you know have spotlight in this uh event but everyone was focused on yes nina turner but AOC was next in line before Bernie because her endorsement that came before this event, but not that much before, was is very important because AOC, AOC, even though she said today when she got up and spoke, she gave her whole life retrospective. She started about when she was in the womb, when I was a baby. <laughs> That's where she started her story. But she mentioned that she has just been in Congress for a year. And it was like, what? I mean, I obviously know she's a new senator and everything is new, but a year just sounds so, such a short period of time, which it is. It's just powered to the testament of perseverance and the creative power and process because... She has accomplished so much and her the what is more even important, it's her impact on the political process and just the political climate in this country today. The fact that, no pun intended, she's focused on climate has been a, a, just a championship to her, like even if nothing has gone through yet or passed. The fact that she's gotten so much attention on her Green New Deal and is just revered so much as a staple in the political conversation and an endorsement from a junior senator or fresh woman senator or whatever they refer to them as was critical and important. So Bernie got Michael Moore... I mean, Nina obviously has his back as his co-chair, but the AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or Cortez, is, was huge, as Bernie would say. 
Um, isn't it right, Clark, that she has like four million followers? She has four million followers on Instagram, and Bernie has three point seven, so she technically has more followers. Exactly. Not only is her Instagram influence huge, but more important, her political influence is huge, and it's huge with progressives and with young people, and also with people of multi generations too, but. Having that endorsement was powerful and is powerful. And yeah, it was just emotional to watch too because she's telling her story, bringing it back to childhood, telling you about the struggles of her parents and not coming from some privileged, lavish lifestyle, like living in a small apartment and waitressing and not making a living wage and not having health insurance. Like she has life experience and example to be able to draw from. And I like the way at least like, yes, she's a new, she's new presence in the political system but I like the direction she's going and let's hope she stays that way you are listening to House of Nago. one thing I noticed about this event which was a little bit different than the rally and event in 2016 that was in March by the way So I just saw just an attentiveness in the people represented that was just so focused that I didn't really see too much last time around. Like people were enjoying themselves, but I had more of a experience of people... They were listening to what Bernie was saying, of course, and all the speakers before, but they we were able to talk with one another and network, which is also a great thing about these types of events. But this time, not to say that people didn't network and have time to talk with one another, but especially when AOC was speaking, I mean, with with all of them, with Nina, with Michael, with AOC, but when Bernie took that stage and Ocasio-Ortez was like, me tío which I believe is Uncle Bernie. That's what she calls our Bernard Sanders. I call him Uncle Bernie, too. Or Grandpa Bernie, but no, Uncle Bernie. Once she announces that she calls him that and he's getting ready to come to that stage and the clapping and the screaming and the chanting of Bernie, 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 It's like, okay, like people just, (laughs) as Clark so eloquently put it, it was like a spaceship has landed and the little Martians came out and put some sort of, cast some sort of, you know, uh, trance uh, over, over everyone there. And we were standing more where the press line was to get in. So we're on the outside of the stadium and the podium. But because they had... Oh, you were there too, right? 
I was there representing TYT, you know, so uh, we were around the press section and I noticed the same thing as you said, that, you know, it was almost like a religious experience people had, they were just focused on the message. Yeah. Nothing else around them really did matter to them, this was focusing on the message, which was so mesmerizing it was and is because you usually I just gave the example about talking and networking at the last one but this one people were really focused mesmerized by the speakers but especially when Bernie took the stage people just lost it (laughs) in the sense in a good way like they were just happy to see him live and direct to hear his voice was strong his you know he looked great and what he was saying was still on point so people were very happy with that and yeah I just took a scan of the people around me and granted we were outside of the main attraction uh, zone which was so packed and we just knew with our equipment or at least I knew and I know Clark as well that with equipment we'd be able to get good audio and good video from the outside instead of being jammed inside the middle that's right (laughs) but I mean Bernie was on fire he looked healthier stronger and as our uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the reactions we've had from not just us, but from other people we had the chance to meet and talk with. Um, but it was just, like I said, unprece- unprecedented for me to see that type of attention being shown and you know, there was nobody... There was a couple of people on their phones videotaping it, but for the most part, people were just attentive. Like, you couldn't even take a selfie or even... I was trying to get audio and stuff, but you're really trying to listen and trying to bring it in, and that was a very special thing to witness as well. House of Narco. Another interesting contrast from... Bernie's rally, New York rally from 2016, was the presence of dun 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 Trump 2020 supporters. I did not see any faction of Trump supporters in 2016. Not that I was present at the whole rally or saw the circumference of because that was a lot of people. But from what I saw, and I was there for hours, I didn't see anybody carrying a Trump sign or anything like that. Now, fast forward to today's event. There were Trump supporters there. It was such a small faction. Like, I'm bringing them up because they, I, being near in the press area... There was, we were in earshot of a group of supporters who paid their permit to have a microphone and a very small speaker 
so that they could almost hear what's going on in the main rally and then have their piece to have their own thing or if they want to counter what the person on the mic is saying at the rally. It was just interesting, but I could count on, it seemed like 20 people. Yeah, 15, 20. <laughs> 15, 20 people, and not to discount 15 or 20 people, like, yeah, they showed up, but it was just very strange and awkward, and I hate that cringing, embarrassing feeling that I get for a complete stranger when they're just you know, embarrassing themselves and it's just embarrassing to watch and hard to watch and that's what it felt like with these Trump supporters who were like 15 strong at best 20 and, you know, they had their signs. I even saw there were a group, it looked like about five kind of middle-aged to elderly Chinese people holding up a big banner saying, Chinese for Trump or something like that and there was women for Trump I saw women for Trump sign but the thing is they didn't just come with their signs they came with rhetoric too which I would think that if you went and paid your $45 to get your permit and you rented your <laughs> speaker that you would want to be speaking on the behalf of the candidate that you're coming to support but what we heard coming out of these 15 people was not talking about how much they even like the president and what he's doing for the country. It seemed like they, the, what they love in it was the hateful undertones and overtones of the 45th campaign and his current presidency and how he knows how to stimulate that base and make sure that they show up to vote for him. And that's what these people were doing. They were really... It was like a roast on the streets <laughs> of the Bernie people, right? Yeah, at one point... They weren't saying anything like, oh, Trump, his, his you know, record is high and look what he's done for the economy and look what he did for me and I have a job now because of Trump. Like, so I'm just pulling things out of the air, but I'm just saying you would think if you're so on fire for the current president that you would have some reasons, but none of them were coming with reasons or facts or anything. They decided to, as Clark just put it, roast Bernie supporters and not just roast them like comedically like he had a microphone and he's like oh look at you look at you you look like an American go back to Saudi Arabia this is America I, I mean I don't even want to repeat like but they, it was all coming out of hate all coming out of like xenophobia and just you know fear of the other and these were people for the most part that, like I said, were on this negative vibe. But everyone who was there for Bernie Sanders' campaign was on a positive vibe. So the most part, these people were just ignored. And they were just... They're just blowing... Blowing their stuff in the wind because people weren't paying... There were some people that were trying to antagonize them 
But as Clark and I both figured out that there's people wanting... that Not everyone there, yes, is for exactly, you know, the same thing. Some people are there to take advantage and sell their wares and sell their... And there was a lot of great Bernie shirts and... They were throwing away, the campaign was throwing away, throwing shirts into the audience and the people who were on the outside too, which I thought was really good because that would motivate them to stay around and not leave if um, they were getting free things. But anyway, back to the Trump people. I mean, I just stood there for a while just watching them, like, spew hate and try to make fun of the other pe- people. Uh, they they had a big thing about, they were like, oh, you're Bernie, you're, you're Savior. Like, they were mocking people, saying that we worship Bernie Sanders or something, and, and to that effect. And when people started leaving, which was probably halfway into Bernie's speech, I believe it wasn't people leaving because what? He's like, why are you leaving? See, you're leaving your master. And people were just leaving because it was so full in there. The subways were going to be... Reported to 50,000 bitcoins. <laughs> exactly. The subways were going to be overflowed. People, traffic, people are thinking about, let me start to get a head start and not stay to the very end. I'll catch the rest on YouTube. That's, that's what it was about. But it was like every... They were just looking to mock Bernie, mock Bernie supporters, and just put out this real negative vibe and, you know, and they had to bring race into it. It just was, you know, sad. I was like, okay, even if you're there to try to compete, convince people to come to Trump's side and vote for him, but you're not doing a good job of representing that by, like, insulting people and coming from this place of hate. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at House of Naco. At What also was important, there were so many important parts. I guess I could have a three hour deluxe episode where we break down everything. And it's not impossible, but. I don't want to hit you off with that much detail because we've still got some ways to go on the road to 2020 now. But some snippets and highlights to share again were the interactions with other people who were attended the event, obviously, but people from the area that just that we had the chance to interact with and that's also the beauty of coming together for something like this you're not only it's really an extension of what bernie talks about it's not me it's us and it really you felt that us it was a unity like we were just all brought together and and realized that our lives affect one another And so when you get to interact with someone who you wouldn't normally have interacted with because you're in a different place, different climate, you know, you're doing something intergenerational, inter, you know, crossing ethnic, racial lines, like that's what 
life should be about like having those experiences and we got to experience those things today and it was really positive and it made me feel good and you know we had these great exchanges and the first one that comes to mind is we were as we were leaving and getting the last bits of content and audio we're walking down um towards Vernon Boulevard to just survey also get another perspective from of the attendees of this event so as we're making our way towards the subway we pass by a family that didn't seem like they were at the event because many people it was clear to identify most people because they had their Bernie signs but not everyone had a sign obviously but these people didn't have Bernie signs so I can assume they were not in the event or attend the event and also because the patriarch I think of the family an older uh, black gentleman um, asked me a question as we walked by and he's like oh are they is he still you know going on or is it still going on and I think the answer was either he was about to finish or he had just finished and this man's reaction I mean he was there with his whole family they were all into this little cute baby but he took a minute to see he knew that we had just come from the event asked us if it was going on and he was like oh this is so great and he was like I hope he wins (laughs) And we're just like, yes! And we had that exchange. And just having this exchange from someone who's from the area, he wasn't visiting. He wasn't from the G-Wave, meaning the gentrified wave. That's right. He was from the area. So to hear him just enthusiastically endorse Bernie and want him to be the next president, I was like, yes, this is what's up. This is what's up. And he wasn't the only one that was there and on fire. We um, stopped in, you know, we did so much talking during this time. Our throats needed some nectar. So we're looking for a bodega. We saw a Dunkin' Donuts. We dipped in there for a minute. And we're seeing Bernie attendees swift in and out. And... One, a group came in and Clark and I were just going through just how the highlights of the day. And I think I was like, Bernie, (laughs) I probably just shouted it. And one of the dudes in the group was like, yeah, Bernie, you know, we just locked eyes and we're like, Bernie. And so then he came over and was like, hey, were you at the rally? We're like, yeah, we were. It was awesome. Just exchanging how awesome it was. And then he was like, I told him I liked his T-shirt. He had this cool kind of just plain white T-shirt, but with a logo for it. And it's a Democratic Socialist of America. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm down with the Democratic Socialism, clearly. And so he took out his business card we exchanged information following him on Twitter. Oh my gosh, I should definitely um, leave some links in the upcoming blog post about the Democratic Socialists 
of America if you're interested in learning more about them. But shout out to the Democratic Socialists of America and this fine young gentleman that's representing them that we linked up with today. And that's the power of like coming together on these things. You you connect with like minds and he even stated that I'm not a hundred percent into everything that Bernie says. I'm of the left to the left of Bernie. But then Clark made a very good point that said Bernie's probably to the left of Bernie, but he can't go in that hard so soon. He's gotta kinda ease his way into it. Um but you know, he's still there supporting and wanting to push that a progressive agenda. And that was cool. But then really, truly of the highlight came at the end when we got a lift to go to this really great place to eat. And I think it's like Greenpoint on the tip of East Williamsburg. Anyway, we can share links to that place too. But so we took a car there, but the lift driver that we had was just... What a joy. I mean, his personality from the minute that we got into the car was, like, just popping and on fire. And even if you're, like, tired and you don't want to talk, he was like, we're going to talk. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. And it surely was. He just was awesome. And not only was he awesome, but when he asked us what we had done all day or how we were doing or something... A pleasantry like that, we were able to say that, oh, yeah, we just came back from the Bernie Sanders rally. He was like, oh, word, it's great that you that you were there. And he said he didn't know that what was happening and was seeing all this commotion and people with Bernie signs. He's like, wow, okay, like, this is real. But he was also referring to Bernie Sanders as a G, as it he got so inspired by the fact that Bernie's having his comeback event like in the hood because literally it was in the hood. I looked around but then I saw everybody with the Bernie sign. I was like, oh, he having it in the hood? I was like, yo, Bernie's a gangster. I said, that's why I fucking love Bernie, son. It was in the hoodie hood, okay. And he's bringing all these millennials from different boroughs, different socioeconomic has and putting them together in the same circumference because that's what life is we are all linked we're all connected regardless of our income status or where we live and that makes a great point and it was great also to hear from his perspective as a local resident that he was in support of what Bernie was saying and that he wants him to be president. He's done with Trump. <laughs> he was for Bernie 2020 all the way. And to him, what stood out to me was his, he was really impressed with the fact that Bernie since 2016 didn't just like ring in the town was like oh well you know Hillary and just you know went home to lick his wounds in Vermont in the cottage with Jane and cut down a few trees and eat their pancakes with maple syrup write a book (laughs) yeah write a book have a talk show (laughs) 
bringing it back with Bernie. <laughs> like, he could have done so much, but he was like, no, we press on. And that is what our Uber drive, our Uber, I'm so sorry, our Lyft driver, <laughs> our Lyft driver expressed that he was just like, oh yeah, he's a G, he's gangster to have this in uh, the hood. So Bernie had a very active day. He was in the Bronx before the whole rally in Queens and met with people and took pictures. He was doing the X sign with his, (laughs) you know, hands. He was doing some Wakanda forever. It was pretty dope to see. And like I said, not just, you know, dope and having a great time. Like, it was great to see that people on many levels from different walks of life could come together on the same platform of wanting to see some upward mobility in our country and see a shift from, like, this negativity that these few... Trump supporters were pushing out and how... Make America strong again. Yes, make it strong. Make it... Make us, like, want to treat people the way we would want to be treated and to fix our nation so that it can have longevity and last and be fruitful. Like some of these other countries that we could learn from that have adopted this have adopted a system that puts the the welfare of their people or at least tries to they don't always get it right because politics involves people and people when you have people there will be corruption there will be people trying to cheat the system but for the most part if it's ingrained in society and in your laws that you know people have these certain rights and they're born with them and they have these rights even if they come into our country and are naturalized or Some countries even give it to people in a refugee status, too. You don't have to be um, from that country, too. And they've been around a lot longer than the United States. And they should be used as a marker. Like, not everything is successful and amazing. And there's no problems in Scandinavian countries because... They have a Medicare for all system and education for all. No, of course there's problems and issues, but it should just be from a jump. There will be too much logged into the system and too much stagnation and not growth, probably growing backwards if you ignore people's rights in in that way like we have to some people like no government shouldn't be involved in that and it's like that is really the only what other what other faction should they serve they can't serve the corporate interest it has to be 
for like the founding fathers said people <laughs> those of you who just love quoting the founding fathers like they were talking about the people and enriching the people and it has to be more than just spirit it has to be on many levels like yes your mind and your your body and also like your soul as well not to say sound like Miriam Williamson but it's true she was talking a lot of like deeper stuff and we talked about Fred Hampton a black panther a little earlier in the segment and we'll end on focusing on the black panther party which was about power to the people but the no i want to end on is the fact that they saw how important it was to feed your community and that your community had access to health care but one of their first programs that they started were was the school breakfast programs school lunch programs i think even across the country they have to look at the Black Panthers for thanking them for even implementing lunch programs in public schools because, A, there's the money for it, but it shouldn't even be. Like, people should have enough food to feed their children, but there are people who can't even afford to do that. So the Black Panthers were like, before you can even start to uplift a people... Like your your body as a human being needs to have fuel and attention and your body can't be broken with like literally with <laughs> broken or like in balanced for you to be a fully productive, you know, citizen. And they recognize that feeding children, especially before they go in to learn is going to make them more attentive. Like they listen to studies or found studies that do that. So that's going to what Bernie's trying to do, not just feed, make sure that poverty and hunger is something that people in 2019 and 2020, that we should be able to get over. But also make sure that these basic things that come with, that should be rights are covered so that we can have a strong foundation to build from. And that was the beauty and essence of the Bernie is back rally today in Queensbridge, Queens. (laughs) And yeah, it was historic and I'm so glad to have been able to witness it. I'm glad Clark Mountain was able to witness it and document it as well. So definitely uh, check out Bernie's speech. We have some excerpts and clips, but you can see the whole thing for free on YouTube. So check it out and you can feel the vibe and more importantly, feel the burn. Instagram at House of Naco.